Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of That's My Jamstack, the podcast where we ask the timeless question, what's your jam in the Jamstack? I'm your host, Brian Robinson, and this week on the show, we have the amazing and talented Debbie O'Brien. Debbie is the head of learning and developer advocate for Nux.js. She's a Microsoft MVP, Google GDE, and Cloudinary MDE. But before we get to that, let's talk about our amazing sponsor this week, TakeShape. We'll talk about their content platform after the episode, but if you're curious to find out more right now, head on over to takeshape.io slash that's my jamstack for more information. All right. Well, thanks for being on the show with us today, Debbie. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do for work? What do you do for fun? That kind of thing. So um, I'm working for Nux.js as head of learning and developer advocate. So that's kind of pretty cool. And in my free time, I'm doing sport because like lockdown makes you fat. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> doing a lot of sport, taekwondo, running, cycling, anything. <laughs> anything to get a little active, right? Yeah. Also because we were locked up for like two months. So it's just like good to get outside and actually do stuff. Yeah. But best I'm, I'm managing right now is just short walks outside. That's, that's what I've got going. Well, it's a good start. <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit more about uh, what you do as kind of the head of education and, and dev advocacy at Nuxt. Yeah, so basically my job is to kind of like make sure that Nuxt is really easy to use, easy to learn uh, by providing good documentation, great examples, demos, um, pretty much anything that you would want when you want to like learn something that you have the right materials. And then we'll work on workshops and uh, video courses, etc. And then obviously just Nuxtifying the world. I mean, the whole aim is that everyone uses Nux. They know what it is because it's amazing, right? So we just have to like show it to the world and then like everyone will just come on board. <laughs> Watch everyone pour right, pour right in at that point, right? Exactly. It's easy. Really. My job is really easy. <laughs> so so what, what, what do you kind of see as the difference between like, since you have both those titles kind of combined, what's the difference between like developer education and, you know, developer relations or developer ad advocacy? Um, I guess you could say they're very similar sometimes, especially when you're writing a blog post, right? Because you're advocating because you're producing material, but you're also teaching because you're teaching someone something new. So that's why I think they're very much combined. Um, but I guess if you were like to go for a job in learning, it doesn't mean you have to be a speaker on a stage, right? Um, so the advocacy, advocacy is, a, is a little bit more um, get out there in front of people, I think, you know, be more, don't be shy. Cool. So, uh, so we'll we'll talk a little bit more about Nuxt here in a second, because uh, I imagine when we talk about your uh, your use of the Jamstack professionally, we'll talk a lot about that. But uh, what was your entry point into the idea of the Jamstack or static sites or whatever that may have been? Yeah. So I guess I kind of just fell into it in a way. Um, we were working for a company and they we had to like um, rebuild the website. It was it was really 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 slow and it was development experience is terrible. There's a lot of problems. So we, at the time, we researched uh, which framework to use and, you know, it was React or Angular or Vue, um, but we needed uh, server-side rendering. We needed like, you know, good search engine optimization. So a lot of them were a problem for us and we came across Nuxt and at the time they said no because Nuxt was too young. So they basically asked us to build our own framework. So we built our own framework, which was like a statically generated uh, site framework. And um, we built that, which is still in use today by the company. It's an amazing experience to build your own framework, but never do it. Um, 
yeah, it worked. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was fantastic. But you have nobody contributing to it. I don't work there anymore. And nobody's who's going to maintain it. So um, having a community behind you is, you know, you, you just need it when you're creating something like that. It was a great experience. But yeah, um, when we finished it, and we kind of showed it to everyone, we said, Look, this is how it works. And it is super fast. And like the website is still live today. And it's still super fast. But um, my recommendation was, okay, now that we've built this, now it's time to move to Nuxt. And um, they said no, <laughs> so I left the company. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to work on my own framework for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, like, like you said, like creating something like that can be super rewarding, but like long term, it's a problem. Yeah, and it, it has its limitations because, you know, if you want to do new things and add more to it, etc. And there was just two of us actually full time on the project and then a few others that were kind of helping out. So um, and I wasn't the main, like the person who was doing all the developing, developing work. I was working more on the front end side of things and kind of like making sure things work the way they should. So more in architecture. So if you take away the person that really built it, which he's now left the company as well, then you're kind of like, you know, I'm not going to be on my own doing all this. No way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and then it's like, if you need to update a feature, do you really want to touch all that code that could then come crumbling down around you? Exactly. Exactly. I don't know. Companies don't trust like open source um, for some reason, but I think that's changed a lot now. That was like a couple of years ago. So yeah, I hope, to, I hope that, that there's a, a, a nice bit of growing momentum behind, you know, don't reinvent the wheel. Like let's use open stuff, not closed stuff. And let's definitely not code it ourselves. But a lot of companies do. I mean, Trivago have their own and it's working perfect for them. Um, and Uber, do they have their own as well? I think it is. So there's quite a few that still are producing their own because it works for them because, you know, I don't know, they can do what they want. And But they have a <laughs> team of developers. And if you have a big team of developers and they're willing to spend time and money, because at the end of the day, it's money, um, then yeah, go for it. But it's not necessary. Well, I also kind of look the as much as like, I'm, I'm usually going to deride Facebook overall. Like I looked at the Facebook model of they needed something, they created the React stuff. And then they said, we're going to open source this because we sure is, you know, we really want, you know, the community involved in it. So we have less work to do, too. Exactly. I mean, it's a it's a win win, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, cool. So so let's talk about how you're how you're using the Jamstack now, now that you don't have to create your own framework. Uh, how are you using it professionally? How are you using it personally? Yeah, well, before I started in Nux, I actually worked for an agency and um, one in my job interview, actually, I kind of said, you know, I want to work with Vue and with Nuxt. And they said, well, you're going to be in charge, so you can just choose the technology. And I was like, oh, I like that. OK. So I accepted the job <laughs> because of that, right? And um, and I literally uh, Nuxtified the whole company. Um, none of them had Vue experience. And I taught all the developers Vue, Nuxt. Uh, it, was, it wasn't easy, right? It was a kind of a big battle because, you know, you're going into a, a company that was very back-end focused. Uh, PHP Igniter, for example, was what they were used to working with. And you're coming in and you're saying, right, you know, front end's going to take over and we're going <laughs> to we're going to use Nuxt and we have all this power now. And um, it was a challenge. And then, OK, introducing Nuxt is one thing. Introducing static sites. That was like, you know, why? What do you want to do? What do you mean? What? what you want to take the server away? What do you want to do that for? Um, we love our PHP. Server. Yeah. So it was uh, it was really hard work, actually, convincing people. Um, so you, I just thought I'm, I'm a good fighter. I do Taekwondo, so I just kept fighting. <laughs> and uh, fighting works, and eventually you win. So we managed to be able to convince um, the backend team and the and my old boss to basically use Nux. And we started using it for a lot of uh, company projects. And when they seen the performance benefits, it was kind of like, 
okay, so yeah, this is a little bit better. And, you know, um, so we kind of managed to, to basically produce uh, Nuxt websites for pretty much every company that we worked with, which was great. So it was, it was a good way of like, you know, Nuxtifying the world <laughs> through the agency. <laughs> um, and then I moved on and started with Nuxt. So I've only been with Nuxt uh, three months. So it's quite new. And um, yeah, it's, it's absolutely amazing because now I actually, you know, just get paid to work with Nuxt, which is just fantastic. All day, every day, Nuxt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of curious to take a, take a half step back. Um, so you went into an agency that was primarily using PHP. I, I've gotten the impression overall with the PHP community that the view is actually uh, looked upon as, as kind of the JavaScript to use. Uh, did, was that kind of your experience there or is it maybe too early at that agency and they hadn't quite gotten to that point? Because I know like Laravel has always uh, liked Vue and integrated well with Vue. Yeah, un unfortunately they, they weren't that far advanced. So it was actually me that introduced Laravel to them and <laughs> said like, you know, you want to build your own CMS or so why don't you use Laravel? Because it works nicely with Vue and then we can help you on the front end and we can work together. And, and the backend team then started to work with Vue and started to really like it. So they were like in love with Laravel and Vue and the whole mixture of it, how it works together. So I think they were they were quite open to move in that direction, but they just didn't know the right direction to go to. And I don't know, I guess when I come in and say, this is the way, you know, you, you, you kind of doubt <laughs> it a little bit and you're kind of like, just follow me, come on, I know the way. <laughs> Very cool. So. Um... Out of curiosity, so so you're at Nuxt now, uh, and obviously you've been you've been kind of your own advocate for Nuxt for for a little while. I'm very curious around the space that Nuxt and Next and even even uh, like uh, Gatsby and Gridsome kind of occupy because they're not static site generators, and I just I don't know what to call them. What would you call them? What kind of phrase would would you manufacture around all that? Well, the Chrome team actually call it a meta framework. Um... Okay. We're just calling it a web framework because we're using Node.js and we use Vue. So, you know, depending on uh, what you want to use, it's it's not just a Vue framework. It's also it's based on Node.js as well. And it's using, you know, developer tools. Um, so we call it an intuitive web framework um, because we can have server-side rendering and we can have static site generation and we can have single-page applications. We can have it all, right? Not all of them can have yeah. that. So Nooks kind of is different in when you compare it to some that are just static site generators. Um, but yeah, Jamstack framework doesn't sound really too good either, though, does it? <laughs> no, and, and I mean, you could theoretically uh, probably do a uh, Nuxt uh, application, not even like using CDNs, not using some of the more traditional stuff in a uh, in a Jamstack stack. So you, I guess you could, you could even have Nuxt without the Jamstack at that point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Nuxt just works with everything. It's just cool. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. So, so I, I would I would hazard a guess and say that perhaps Nuxt is your jam in the Jamstack. For sure. I mean, yeah, Nuxt Nuxt was my jam for quite a while, as you said. Um, before I even started working with Nuxt, I was like, you know, speaking about Nuxt at conferences, and you know, it's actually funny because um, I didn't like Nuxt at first. <laughs> hmm. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to use it. Um, this is at the time when we were trying to figure out when we were going to build our own framework and stuff. And we built our own um, server-side rendering on top of you to try and make it work. And it wasn't working properly. And I reached out to the core team members, to Eduardo uh, from the core team from Vue, and said, like, you know, I'm having this problem and I really need server-side rendering. Um, and I, this is not working. Have you got any recommendations? And he was like, don't we just use Nuxt? I was like, 
Okay, so the view team are recommending Nuxt, so that means it must be okay to use. So when I started playing around with it and stuff, I didn't like it because um, it gave me things I didn't know and I didn't need. I was like, what's this? I don't need that. I don't want that. What, why are you giving me this? So it kind of like pushed me away from it. And then when I realized that, you know, when you stop using it and you start just using Vue, you go, oh my God, I've got to like do the whole router file on my own. <laughs> Nuxt is doing all that for me. Oh, I'm going back to Nuxt. <laughs> so I think yeah. it's about when you don't understand something, you don't like something, when you start to understand it, you start to realize what it does. And then you go, wow, this is actually powerful, but I know how it's working. So I get it and it makes sense. And yes, I want to use it. And I think that's what's important is understanding. Nice. And so, so now that you've kind of, you, you have an understanding of it, what, what is, what has been the big draw that has kept you with Nux? So obviously, you know, you didn't understand it, didn't like it at first, but now that you're really in it, uh, what are its like core features that are going to keep you staying with Nux for a while? Well, there's quite a lot. I mean, developer experience, for example. So like, I mean, I wrote the course for Vue Router and it's a lot of work, so I know what it's like and what's involved in it. And this is all done for you with um, smart prefetching, with code splitting. Uh, it's all done. And there's a lot more other benefits. So we just released um, the Nux components. So now we don't have to write import statements for components. So Nux is making your developer life easier. And when you're like having to, especially when you work in an agency and you have a limited amount of time to develop something and you need to get this job done, well, you don't want to be spending time doing unimportant tasks like writing import statements or, you know, configuring your router. So when Nux takes that all away from you, it's kind of like, yeah, this is really, really cool. But the other great thing is the performance. And for me, performance was um, probably the biggest seller because um, I'm a bit of a performance freak and I, you know, I've been contributing <laughs> to Webpack. So I, I, like, I really am focused on performance. I'm a Google developer expert as well. And when I was cons consulting with the agency, I did a lot of work on performance. So to be able to go into a company and say, yeah, um, this is a, the website, look how performant it is, look how, how fast it's, it's working because of the smart prefetching that Nooks gives you because of the automatic uh, code splitting that Nooks gives you. And you know what, I'm gonna create a PWA for you and you do it in three minutes, cause not even three minutes, like it's as simple as that. Um, I mean, that's just magic. That's just something a company says, wow, you, you know, I've seen it like from the companies we've gone into just go, kind of go, wow, this is amazing. This is so fast, this is so good. So performance for me is, is key. So, so, so uh, with, with all the, like, obviously the Jamstack itself is a very performant kind of architectural mindset, but with that server-side rendering built in, with the, the specific routing built in, so Nuxt is, is kind of pushing almost performance first? Yeah, I mean, we're very performant for sure. And, and it, it developer experience, I reckon the two go side and side. So like basically, yeah, performance and making the developer's lives easier. That's what we want to do. We want to make it like we're lazy people, right, developers? So. We want to just have fun and we don't want to do those unimportant tasks. So if Nux can do all that for you and you just concentrate on curating the cool stuff, then that's what makes your, your experience better, right? Mm -hmm. Very cool. So, so uh, are there any kind of ancillary uh, philosophies, services, um, software that, that you're digging on in the Jamstack as well besides Nux or that pairs particularly well with Nux? Um, so obviously serverless functions are like, you know, um, a big thing. And we, I didn't, I haven't dug, that deep into it, I started using them. And it's something I wanted the company to use uh, at the time. And we're going to actually build them into Nux. So we're going to have Nux functions. So that's going to make the whole Jamstack even more powerful. And I think that's what, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's what makes everything just kind of like go together. You know, with the backend team can build something cool, you have a serverless function, you just go to the API, get it done. 
Very cool. So, yeah. so it's a, it's a, is it going to be its own flavor of serverless functions, or is it going to be uh, just co-located with with the front end code? How how is that going to work? I'm actually not too sure. The um, they're working on them at the moment, and I don't know if it's going to be like similar to how the lambda functions work. Or, or not, I'm not sure, or it's going to be based on that, or but it basically just means that you'll be able to write them direct in your code, um, which is just going to make your life easier again, right? Because that's what we do. <laughs> Yeah, you definitely. I, I've I've never really enjoyed having like the lambda functions completely separated out. Like that's always been one of the pain points for it. So that's cool that y'all are working towards more solutions for consolidating everything. I was just gonna say as well, like something that we released just recently was the full static uh, module. So that was released last week. Um, because before we weren't in full static, we were statically generating or pre-rendering um, the sites, and then when you changed from one page to another, it still called the API because it was um, it was rendering there and then and calling that API, right? Whereas now we're not doing that anymore. And um, we basically on at build time, we call your API, we get everything that we need from the from the data and we store it in a static folder as a payload.js file. And then every time we client side render the page, it's gonna go to that file and collect that data. And that works a little bit different to other um, frameworks. And the reason for it being is that we were able to separate the build from the content which means now that you can actually just regenerate your content without having to go through Webpack and without having to build the whole site and the assets and the et cetera, we're just generating the content. And that makes it super, super fast for um, for content regeneration. Okay, so yeah, it's, it's like the build time is gonna be less for just kind of smaller, smaller changes, right? Yeah, this was a big problem, especially with the agencies, which I don't understand why, right? Because it was like two minutes and they were like, oh, but it takes two <laughs> minutes to build. And I was like, so what, Do you have a coffee? Um, <laughs> But for some reason, that was an issue. And now it's down to like 10 seconds. So, you know, if you're going to fight with me 10 seconds, then, you know, I can't do anything else. Um, but no, yeah, I think can't, that's can't the, help more at that point. Yeah, I think it's a big it's a it's a big thing that a lot of people had, especially when you're working with bigger sites. Why do you have to rebuild it just for especially if you're working with a CMS, right? And you're just changing, writing a new blog page or changing something in the CMS. You don't need to rebuild that, that whole website. And most of the websites we've built for clients, you never need to actually build anything ever again because the site is finished and they're just changing minor content every now and again. So to be able to hand that over to a client and say, right, there you go, it's going to be super fast. In 10 seconds, you'll see your change. And also, we built in a live preview mode. So this is, again, released only last week. And now you can actually live preview your changes in your API. So by using like a query param, uh, preview equals true. And then you can actually see your live preview changes from your API. And then you can say, yeah, that looks good. And then deploy, and then it's going to build it. And then you've got it in 10 seconds. Very cool. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah like, that preview is such an important step. And like, especially like you mentioned, like the agency uh, life cycle, like I have to be able to see the, the change I'm making before, before I can definitely approve it for production. Yeah, and it's pretty much the non-developer people, right? And and I get yeah. that because they're afraid of like, you know, they need to see it. They're, they're not like us who like don't mind or something's broken because we know we can fix it. Whereas they probably can't fix something. So they just got like, I need to see it. Is it working? And then, so yeah, this this is going to be a big game changer. Cool. So let's let's pivot and let's talk a little bit about music. What's your actual jam right now? What, what are you listening to when you're able to listen to things? Well, you see, I actually can't listen to music when I'm coding. <laughs> I actually can't. I, it's, yeah, I need to. I need silence, and yeah, so I don't have any sound at all except the birds singing outside my <laughs> my office. Um, 
So I don't really listen to music when I'm coding, but when I'm cooking, I listen to music. But when I'm cooking, I can't talk, just <laughs> which is weird, right? <laughs> don't talk to me when I'm cooking because I can't. I guess I'm just concentrating so much that, like, you know, I can have music on, which is fine, but I actually don't even know what's playing. I'm, it's just there. It's background noise, I guess. So I don't know. I'm pretty boring in that sense of, like, <laughs> what yeah what music am i listening to whatever apple gives me or whatever alexa gives me basically hey fair enough we we, we turn we turn a lot over to the robots anyway might as well let the uh, the musical choices happen there as well yeah <laughs> very cool I, that's that's interesting like i i'm i'm kind of in the same boat when it comes to cooking too i need to I need to focus a little bit i need to make sure all my timings are working out and all that all that good stuff yes Cool. So is there anything that you would like to promote and get out to the Jamstack community as a whole that you're working on right now? So I guess like obviously the um, the full static that we released. So that's worth checking out with Nuxt. And especially if you've never uh, built a static site, but you've built a, stat a site with Nuxt, like, like a single page application or server side rendering, um, like it's so easy to change from one to the other just by changing the target to static. Um, once you've updated to version 2.30 and change the target to static, and then change the command to Nuxt build and Nuxt export. And now you've got a static site. I mean, that's it. So it's not like, oh my God, I have to like start from the beginning or refactor the whole thing. Like literally you don't. And I think that's what makes it really cool that you can just change from one to the other. So I would say to everyone to try and test out static sites and just give them a go. Um, the content module as well that we released for building your content. So you can have like a, a Git-based CMS inside Nuxt. So you don't need to like have a Git-based CMS because you've got one like built in for you. Um, yeah, really cool features released. We're going to be releasing our new docs very, very soon as well. And we're actually changing our whole website to use the content module because actually we built this for us, like like you said earlier. <laughs> <no>? <laughs> um, so we built the content module for the Nux docs to make our lives easier and we're sharing it with the world to make your lives easier. So if you like it as much as we do, then you, you know, I'm sure you're going to love it because yeah, it is, it is fantastic. So. Well, the nice thing is you've got your own use case for it and you get to test it out and make sure that it's the right thing for, for everyone before you even launch it. Well, that's pretty much everything we're releasing now is because it's what we want. <laughs> so <laughs> luckily that we have a lot of um, people on the team now and there's a lot of great ideas and we're just like, oh, we have to do this again and again and again. Why can we not just build something to fix this <laughs> and then we fix it for the world. Yeah. So yeah, that's really cool. I would say sign up for our newsletter and you can hear all the news about Nook so you don't miss anything because we're releasing so much stuff that it's kind of hard to keep up within the actual team. So I can only imagine outside what it's like. Yeah, I mean, and especially if you're if you're paying attention to a couple of different products, you're like, okay, just let me know, bring it to my inbox. Yeah, yeah. And if you're an agency and you have to work with other like, you know, frameworks and technologies and stuff, then you obviously not can't focus so much time on just one. So yeah, it, it's hard. It's really hard to keep up and we're moving at such a fast pace, but it's such a great pace, right? Because we're creating great content and great um, modules, et cetera. But yeah, we're climbing, climbing ladders, climbing mountains, I should say. <laughs> even, even bigger than ladders. <laughs> yeah. Well, Nux is like the logo is based on mountains. So we're all about mountains. Ah, fair enough. No, I, I, I can see that. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, Debbie, I appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today and to kind of share more about Nuxt and the things you're passionate about. Um, I hope you keep doing some amazing things, uh, both at Nuxt and kind of in the community as a whole. Thank you very much. It was great to be here and yeah, um, just try out Nuxt. I, I hope you, you can just like create a Nuxt site yourself and, you know, put this whole Jamstack, uh, podcast stuff up there. That would be cool. True, true. Although I was, I was rebuilding and I was, and 
season two was going to have a new website and then I only got halfway through it and I said, eh, what I've got is fine. <laughs> That's always the way. <laughs> We're always too lazy in the end. <laughs> exactly. Thanks again to Debbie for the awesome conversation. And thanks to all the amazing people in the Jamstack community that tune in week after week. Before we get to our sponsor, be sure to like, heart, star, favorite, or whatever in your podcast app of choice and spread the word about the amazing people doing awesome stuff in our community. And now for our sponsor. If you listen to season one, you're probably aware of TakeShape by now. But as a reminder, TakeShape is a content platform for the Jamstack. TakeShape has a headless content management system, an easy-to-use GraphQL API, a static site generator, and an amazing new product called Mesh, a service that can tie together multiple APIs into their handy GraphQL interface. If you're doing anything with content on the Jamstack, be sure to check them out at takeshape.io slash that's my Jamstack. That's it for this week. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you back here for the next awesome episode.